Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Courtside Sign Out Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shevinoff. As always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is UFC 273 Fight Week. Uh, we have a huge week of fights, two title fights, plus, you know, arguably the greatest, you know, the, the most uh, fast-rising star, MMA coming back, Ozzy Hamza Chamaya. We'll get into all that in one second. As always, we are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, Use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. As always, an amazing sponsor. If you've listened to us before, you've heard about them. Did you guys go you know, buy yourself something nice, get get somebody else something, you can get somebody a gift card, so on and so forth. But make sure to use code SOUNDOFF at checkout. That's 10% off, 10%, huge percentage. Use it, code SOUNDOFF at checkout, realenergy.com. This Saturday night from the Star Veterans Memorial Arena, in Jacksonville, Florida. Angel, it is time. UFC 273. We talked about this card before. Alexander Volkanovsky, Chan Sung Jung, Aljamain Sterling, Piotr Jan, Gilbert Burns, Hamza Shemaev. Before we even get into the preview, you know, those are three incredible fights. Two title fights and then our, our, you know, a welterweight number one contender bout. Of those three, what's the one you're most anticipated for? And what is your overall hype level for this card going into it? What a what a fucking good question, dude. Let me just compliment you real quick, just so you know. That was a great question. I love how you. You're, you're, uh, you're uh, angle. Don't stro- don't stroke face meat just yet. All right, we're just, <laughs> we're just starting the preview, bro. I know we're just getting warming up, man. We're not we're, we're not at the we're end. We're not up. at the end yet. Oh man, no. I mean, Josh. I mean, I think the biggest question going into this week is uh, Hazma Shamayev, dude. I really do think he is the uh, the star of this card. Let's just be honest. You know, no disrespect to Aljamain. Or Piotr, or Volk, and the Green Zombie, right? Because there's storylines leading into each one of those fights. But to me, the most interesting story leading into this weekend is going to be the Gilbert Burns Hosma Chamaya uh, fight. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, and I mean, I guess I could ask you the inverse. I mean, I mean, I might as well ask you back the same question, right, yeah. Josh? Who, who do you think it is? <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was just more like a personal question to you specifically. But as far as like personally, dude, I'm. Here's the thing. The, the people's main event is Gilbert Burns, Hamza Jamayev. I love all three of these fights. Um, oh, I'm on the same boat. Yeah, I mean, but it's got to be Hamza, right? I mean, if you look at that fight, just before we get to, like, the X's and O's and everything, it's like you have a guy that's fought for the title. Obviously, Gilbert Burns is flying under the radar, but still, he's a he's the number two guy in the division. Incredible grappler, nearly knocked. He's the only person to ever drop Kamaru. He's been the only person to ever hurt Kamaru Usman. He's won something like... Eight of his last nine fights coming off a of win over Wonderboy. And then you have this phenom, this young phenom who we've heard about for a long time. And every single time he takes a step up, he not only wins, he does it in an even more impressive fashion. Like, he is so fucking good. 10 and 0, all via finish. He is, you know, I don't remember his strike ratio, but it's something, a 202 to 1 or something. Like, it, incredible. It's a turning point. It's an incredible fight. My personal most anticipated for, but I do love the other fights on the card. This is even some undercard fights that I'm really excited about. So, um, yeah, man, it's a dope card overall. Like my anticipation level, like I, I jokingly said, it's like card of the year. I don't know if we'll go ahead and it could be. I mean, it has I potential. Don't I, yeah, I, don't I don't think know. It, I don't think it is, but it has potential to to be. 
Yeah, it, it has the potential to be. Like, it's going to be tough to top UFC London, you know? Um, I think I it's mean, kinda, that's the standard so far. Ooh. <laughs> that's the standard. Like, there's Oops. some other good cards. The next card is pretty dope, too. You know, uh-huh. UFC 274. 275 is great. Um, they're still in kind of that weird phase. Like, pay-per-views are pretty fucking stacked. So, and fight nights are kind of eh. So, Shit, we'll see I'm what happens. <laughs> oh, no, I like playing at all. I mean, it makes Saturdays more fun. Um because even then, like, some of the fight nights, we'll see, like, these these guys that you don't really expect to put on incredible performances, incredible fights. So, anyways, as far as this card goes, just moving on to talk about the card itself, we're getting to, to the X's and O's, guys. We're going to get to the fights themselves. The main event, Alexander Volkanovsky, the great, back for the first time since his incredible fight against Brian Ortega last September. He obviously won that one. Same as he's won his last... 19 fights, excuse me, 20 fights, staying corrected, 20, 20 fights in a row now. Um, I believe like 10 of those are in the UC, and then during that stretch, Chad Mendez, Darren Elkins, Jose Aldo, Max Holloway twice, Brian Ortega. He has an incredible resume, and he's the reigning defending UC featherweight champion. And coming in is one of the most beloved fighters of all, at least at featherweight. I feel pretty comfortable saying. The Korean Zombie. 35 years old, we've heard about he's had some injuries, you know, with the shoulder. We're not really sure where he is. He obviously took this ball on a short notice. supposed to be Max Holloway in this spot. Um, this is his first title shot since 2013 when he fought Jose Aldo, uh, and that was also on short notice. So he, he says it's a bit unfortunate how he's getting these spots, but he's won three of his last four fights. Danny gave, uh, and then he knocked out Frank Yeager and Renato Moicano. He did have the one loss in there against Brian Ortega in a title eliminator fight. Angel, I'm not even going to ask if he's going to win yet, because we can, we can really move on to our first prediction in a minute. But, like, the Korean Zombie, if you look at the, you know, the betting odds for all these fights going on this weekend, there's tremendous favorites in every single one of them. And if you guys are not aware, it's Volkanovski, Jan, and Hamza Chemaev. If you had to just give a percentage out of 100, how big of a percentage do you give the Korean Zombie to spring an upset this week? I'm not saying that you will, but what is, what's the odds you give him? 25. Mm. Okay, fair enough. That's kind of in the same ballpark that I am, you know. Obviously, he has incredible grappling. He has solid knockout power, but I think I think if he was fully healthy and he was not coming in on short notice, I think we'd, I think we'd probably have a different view of this one. But it's not like terribly short notice. It's not like two weeks, you know. It's, no, 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 it was two months. Still solid, but to go from solid. like you know thinking you're gonna get surgery to you know being like fuck that, I'm gonna fight for this. You're like, title. Oh, oh fuck, I'm gonna get a title fight. Like that's a massive difference. That's so. kind of hard though. I'm not gonna lie. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, he is that guy. He is that guy, pal, honestly. Um, you gotta give him credit regardless. Oh, for sure, for sure, of course. So look, man, um, this fight, give me, give me your preview. Who do you got on Saturday? Look, I, I, obviously me, you know, obviously our percentage is gonna give it away, right? Let's, let's be honest, you know, we're not gonna try to hide that by any means, uh, but, uh, with that, you know, put in place, look, I, I, I told you this, uh, what was it? Maybe, I might have been last week. I think I had it been last week, or maybe even I might have even mentioned it before. Where I was telling you, you know, if there was someone to do, if there was like one guy you got to pick from forty-five right now to come in, and you wouldn't expect to win, but has a chance at winning, and mm. for some reason would come in and upset Bulk. And, it, and and if I really had to pick a guy, like I really had to pick one guy, it would be the zombie. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. If we're not talking about Max Holloway or. uh 
uh, anybody else who even Zabit who's on on the return, I feel like Zabit would be one of those other guys who I'd be pretty confident about, who I think could maybe do something. He's he's making his return soon, and we got to talk about that at some point. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> we don't know anymore, right? It's been a minute. You were hearing we were hearing last year, and now we're hearing this year, and I mean. We're four months into the year, so I don't know what's going to happen, but regardless, I digress. Uh, yeah, no, the zombie would be that guy for me, Josh. I mean, like you, like you said, uh, incredible jiu-jitsu, uh, good enough stand-up, uh, obviously incredibly tough, tough guy, hard to put out. I mean, he'll, he'll go all the, you know, he'll go the distance, he'll take damage, uh, which isn't always the best thing, right? But, uh, you know, he ends up doing it and he gets into these wars. But uh, I think he's a crafty little guy, man. He's he's someone who I think you can never uh, never have your guard down with because at any moment he could surprise you. Mm-hmm. With Volk, I think Volk is just extremely disciplined. Like the most, like one of the, I'll give him credit. I think when it comes to fight, like out of, out of any fighter I've ever seen, I've never seen Volk. Uh, I've never seen a more disciplined fighter than maybe Volk, and that's not to disrespect any of the other guys that I've seen. But I've seen there's been plenty of good guys that we've seen in recent time, and plenty of good, like a lot of guys that come in with a good game plan. But I don't think I've ever seen Volk in a fight and be like, "Damn, he is not like he." Who, like, yeah, sure, in the Brian fight, he did get in those in those positions, but that was also at the same time just Brian being an absolute fucking you know unit and machine, right? Yeah, his talent. But I think Volk is one of those guys that like he sticks to a game plan. He knows what he has to go in there and do, and he'll always do it in the way he's going to do it. He always has, he always executes what the plan is. I don't yeah. think he ever deviates from whatever his game plan is. I don't think he ever he never has to change it either. And even if there has to be some sort of adjustment, I think he's one of those guys who's willing to make the adjustments mid round, mid round and mid fight, and even before he makes it to the corner. At which point, you know, Eugene has to you know give him some something to get. But even think when I even thinking back at it, I don't even think about moments where he's in the corner. And Eugene's telling him a lot to change. Mm-hmm. You know, even yeah. that he's he's already doing it. The plan's already set in motion. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, look, Volkanovski is a guy. Okay, so here, here's the thing, dude. A lot of fighters, a lot of, you know, this, I don't want to pick on anybody in particular, but, like, a lot of fighters will go out there, um, if they lose a fight, if they don't look as good, like, oh, you know, I, I felt a little bit off, you know. I had an injury going into camp, or blah, blah, blah. I felt off tonight. Volkanovski's never off, you know. Even if you, what's his worst performance in the UFC so far? You know, if you probably the Holloway second fight, and even then, if you look at that one objectively, I think Max Holloway won that fight. But I think the fact that Volkanovski went up against arguably one of the best forms you're ever going to see Max Holloway, round one and two, he could not miss. Like, he dropped him twice, and Holloway's not a big puncher, dude. He was landing that clean that he dropped one of the greatest shins in the UFC twice in the first two rounds. But even then, after that, he proceeded to make it a really, really close fight, dude. Volkanovski is never off. A lot of guys, I feel like, you know, a lot of people would overlook Korean Zombie in this situation, coming in, obviously, two months isn't that short notice, but it, just to go from getting surgery, you know, or looking at getting surgery, like planning appointments. He talked about his like, YouTube channel that he's going to get surgery maybe out for a year or two because of how bad the injury is, to having to fight a title fight instantly. That's a huge jump, you know. Obviously, he does have the injury going in. He's not looked super impressive uh, in his last two fights. A lot of, I feel like a lot of people would overlook the Korean zombie. Volkanovski's not that guy, man. He's not that guy. Uh, and I do like the – it's something I was going to ask you, but I, I realized I, I fucked up halfway. Like, when I first – when you start talking, I was like, oh, damn, it to ask that question. I'm kind of on the same page as you. Like, I think all three of these guys, uh, the kind of like the B-sides, Chan Sung Jung, Sterling, and Burns – they're all massive uh, underdogs in this. 
weekend, you know? But I think Korean Zombie might be the best bet to pull it off. But I'll be honest, man, as much as I love the guy, I'm so happy he's getting the title shot. I know everybody wanted Triple C, and I, and honestly, I, I did wanted, too. Did you not want to see C4, man? <laughs> I did want to see C4. I'm a big Cejudo guy. I think, uh, damn, it still makes me But Josh, you'll be there fighting in spirit. Well, he's going to be in, he's going to be in the zombie's corner. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, I'm, I'm happy about that, but. And we, and we've seen the coach Cejudo, uh, success, man. I mean, we've yeah. seen the changes in the fighters. So, uh, this is another one, Josh, we gotta look out for. I mean, we gotta see the kind of changes that come in and the kind of, uh, kind of fighter zombie looks like in this fight. I'm actually curious. I think that's gonna be one of the biggest, uh, things too, though, the, the changing, not necessarily changing camp, but bringing someone else into his camp. Absolutely. And I, look, I'm not, here, here's my biggest issue, man. If I look at this fight, the, the only way I see Korean zombie winning is if he clan, lands something super clean or if there's just some sort of wild scramble. He's not going to win on points. So with that in mind, what, what would be even be his strategy? Like, do you go in there to search for the knockout? Or do you search for a takedown? Because his grappling is so good. He's in a weird position. Uh, uh, obvious. You know something? I'm curious to see how many leg kicks come in into game plan. I mean, we saw that, obviously, in Henry's career, that was something he kind of built upon later on. Mm-hmm. Uh and we've seen that with some of his fighters. I mean, we saw that in the Davison fight, you know, against Brandon. Obviously, instantly started breaking down the legs, slowing down the mobility. Maybe he tries to start down. Maybe he tries to slow down Volk with some leg kicks early on. Maybe try to tire him out. Some cage wrestling. I don't know. And even then, Volk's on you know wrestling game is strong, man. So I don't. Know, maybe that's not even an option they're looking at. But I guess now that you mentioned it, yeah, maybe the feet will be the plan. To actually, look out for that big punch. Slow him down with mobility. Lots of leg kicks. Invest in them early on, and hopefully they pay off late. Yeah, and we also saw Max Holloway had success with kicks in the second fight. So yeah, which maybe was, that's something to look at. Yeah, early on he started, he stopped doing them in the latter rounds. But like, dude, those leg kicks. I'm not sure if you remember in the first fight whenever Max, Max kind of like got pissed off about you know uh, the leg kicks. So in the second one, he's like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna kick right back, and he had a lot of success with it. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting. Volkanovski, the guy that generally controls the rules of engagement. Like he he generally fights at the distance that he always wants to. Uh, with the exception of the Chad Mendez fight, where he just said, fuck it, when balls to the wall, and just start chain, like trading in the pocket. But he won that one, so it worked out for him. Uh, um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm a huge Korean Zombie fan, but I, I don't know if we've given our predictions yet, but I'm, I think the safe bet, and I'm going to pick him too, I'm going to take Alexander Volkanovsky via decision. I think he's probably going to play it safe, relatively relatively safe, to get that trilogy fight with Max, and uh, just add another scalp to his, to his, you know, his resume. What do you think? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the same page, man. I mean, I, like I said, though, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised though Zombie came out here and got a, got an upset. Mm. Yeah, that's where I am as well. I, I mean, of the, of the guys this weekend, I would not be surprised if he came out and did it. Um, but look, dude, moving on to the co-main event. This one, you know, I feel like the main event, it's kind of weird because like if you were to, I feel like if you roll, you put it in reverse, right? Like, Hamza Chamai was the main event, Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yon, second most anticipated, Volkanovski, Chan Sung Jung, I've seen very little buzz about. But this this title fight between Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan, the rematch, I've seen more, are, I mean, a shit ton of buzz about, dude. I mean, I, I, if you look up, like, the UFC's YouTube numbers, you know, like, they do, like, the previews or whatever. Yeah. It's Chamaya by a fucking landslide. But then <laughs> Sterling and Yan are, like, right, up, right there. up there, man. Like, this fight has a lot, a lot of attention on it. And I can't believe this story is so interesting. Um, it just next to nose on this one are very interesting as well. I feel like, you know, I'll get my preview in a minute, but like, look, dude, going into this, 
Obviously, just to, just to lay it out, these two fought nearly over a year ago, March 2021. Feels like a fucking lifetime ago, dude. Um, You're telling me, bro. <laughs> it's a UFC 259. Uh, you know what? More of a back and forth fight than people remember. Um, going into the fourth round, it was Sterling up 2-1 on one judge's card, and the other two had it 2-1 beyond. Um, but regardless, by the fourth round, the tide had completely turned. Uh, Jan was putting a beating on him, and for some inexplicable reason, he throws a massive knee, which uh, Sterling goes back, they call it off, DQ win. And with that, Aljamain Sterling, the Funk Master, is the first ever UC champion to win via disqualification. To win the belt via disqualification, I mean. Um, you know, since then, you know, Sterling's taken some time off to heal some injuries. Uh, Piotr Jan became champion in the interim by defeating Corey Sandhagen using 267, interim bandwagon champion, I mean. Um, so now they're going to run it back. You know, th- this fight, I'm a lot more excited for it than, like, not really excited. I, I kind of talk about excitement a little, but, like, I think this fight is going to be a lot closer than what a lot of people think. What do you think about this fight? Just not even giving your prediction, none of that. What are your early thoughts on it? I mean, I feel like it should be, right? They already fought once. You know, you see a lot. And we've seen how it is, man, in these second championship fights, how these fights go, man. It's uh, it's It usually is uh, more competitive, more tighter, harder to get the finish. You know, because you've already seen the strengths. You've seen what you, you shouldn't do and what you can do. And... uh I mean, yeah, in theory, it should be, man. It should be a really tough, close fight, I think. It should go to the card. I mean, I mean, I imagine it should go to the cards with these kind of guys. Mm. Well, if it makes it to the cards, it'd be, you know, better than the last time. Because obviously, Aljamain finished Cheater Yan last time, one via finish. So, how about that? Um, so, yeah, self-finished, man. That's a new one. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very excited for this one. I mean, I feel like a lot of the – Sterling's done everything right, in my opinion. I'm not sure if you agree. But if you look at – I've watched a couple of interviews this week. He's kind of talked about, like, he's put on a lot of muscle. He's in visibly a lot better shape this time. He took time off to heal some neck injuries, maybe some hand injuries, I believe. Um, he's coming in 100%. If you lose this one, there is no excuse. Like, there's there's nothing that you can make excuse for. Um, I kind of feel like a lot of people were forgetting just how good Aljamain Sterling is because of the DQ. I feel like I've said that multiple times on the show, considering we've talked about this fight, like this rematch in the past, but this is a guy that dominated and finished Corey Sandhagen in the first round. He dominated Pedro Munoz, dominated Jimmy Rivera. He beat Henan Barrao when Henan still had some juice in the tank, you know what I mean? Um, he's a very, 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 very good fighter, dude. Like, he was, there's a reason why when they, like, obviously betting odds now for the rematch, it's insanely stacked in Jan's direction, but it was a damn near 50-50 fight when they went in the first time. Um, and obviously we've seen Peter Jan in, in the fight with Corey Sanhagen. He's, he's the younger guy. We've seen him improve a lot, honestly. Um, over the years, I guess I should say. Like, as he's fighting better competition, he's getting better in the octagon. Um, look, man, I think he's done, I think Sterling's done everything right, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. Who do you got in this one, as far as prediction-wise? Oh, man, you're just throwing me right into it, Josh. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm throwing you right into it. We can go. Oh, <laughs> man, no, it's kidding. Yeah, look, I, I'm going to stay with Peter Young, man. I think he's going to get it done. I think he's going to retain the title. Look, he has extremely great stand-up, great Muay Thai, I mean, I saw some footage. I think he was out there in Thailand, uh, Thailand out there training. I could be wrong. I might have, I might be thinking of someone else, but I could have sworn I'd seen some footage out there of him training. Uh, 
He's one of those guys, dude, who always – he's never – you look at him and you don't see extremely – he doesn't look like Aljamain. You know, he's not, you know, uh, as extremely muscular. You know, he doesn't look as athletic. But, dude, he, he can crack. He has good cardio. And he paces himself extremely well, Josh. Because, mm-hmm. you know, early on, he, he, he doesn't start – he's not a fast starter. No. But that doesn't mean he's bad in those early rounds. But we've seen it, Josh. He builds it up. Round one. Round two. Around three, and I think he's built for championship fights, man. Because, like I said, he, he he's one of those people who builds up the pace. And then three, four, and five, man. I mean, it's it, it's set. You know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah. It's 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 a whole different human being, man. And that's when he starts teeing off. And then with good, I mean, great wrestling too. Uh, you know, hard hard to take down. I mean, it's it's gonna be a tough night for Aljamain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Um, something we didn't talk about, which I realized I just fucked up and forgot to ask. Uh, Peter Jan doesn't really have much of a team going into this one. <laughs> it's just, it's just, Is that because of the whole situation out there? Yeah, I mean, look, it's just a visa. I don't know if it has that relationship situation. Um, but there, there, uh, there is obviously, there was visa issues with his entire corner. He talked about Cejudo. That's pretty Cejudo bad. agreed to do it. And then on Twitter, Cejudo announced that he's not going to do it. Uh, I actually reported yesterday on BJPen.com, shout out greatest MMA website in the universe. Uh, that Sean O'Malley also said, like, I'm not going to fucking quarter that dude. Like, he's not. <laughs> so O'Malley's also out, um, which a lot of people kind of, it kind of flew under the radar. O'Malley talked about how he's out. Um, apparently he's going to have, he's trained with the American top team before. So that's, that's under, I'm under the assumption that they're going to go ahead and be in his corner. So but he Matt normally Brown? does train. Yeah, he does normally train under Tiger Muay Thai. So he'll have a slightly different corner this time around, at least from my understanding. Um, Yeah, man. Like I said, I think Sterling's done everything the right way. I think people kind of forget how close their first fight was up until that fourth round. Um, He's even the third round wasn't some insane beatdown, man. Like, it was just that fourth round, everything turned. He turned it on. He started landing clean. So on and so forth, man. Yeah. um, But even with all that being said, I I do think that it's – yeah, it's it's not it's not gonna happen, man. I I don't think I think there's too much going in the opposite direction. I like I, there's certain factors that make Sterling interesting in this one. And I think if they if Sterling just gets his hands on him and he gets into into a scramble, anything can happen. He's such a good grappler um, that anything is possible. I think the fact that he has a really really awkward stand up also helps him as well. Um, but I think in those fourth and fifth round, I think probably early on, I think we're going to see somewhat of a replay of their first fight. I think Stone's going to come out, jump out to an early lead. You know, I think he's going to be a lot more patient this time around. I also think he's actually going to go for takedowns. He, I think he went one for 14 in their first fight. But if you remember how those takedowns went. He was trying. He, he, he The early ones he was trying. And then after something like the second round, he would kind of just dive in. And he, he there was no real setup there. He didn't go for like, he didn't. You know, he would maybe he would get it on like the first attempt, but he would stop there. A lot of the great takedowns you see, and even Sterling in the past, second, third gear, fourth gear, he would go for multiple attempts and he keep on working for it. He would just essentially give up if he didn't get it on the first try. I think by like the third or fourth round, he was mentally broken. Um, I think if he actually tries more for the takedowns, he might see if he's in a, if he's in a better mindset. We'll see what happens. But I just think there's too much going in the opposite direction. Uh, for Aljamain Sterling to retain the title. I think it's going to be a decision. I think Aljo is going to take a couple of early rounds. I think he's going to get a lot of respect back in the eyes of the fans. Then at the end of the night, no mercy will be champion once again. Or at least There's a lot of pressure on him, man. Huh? There's a lot of pressure on him. Who, on Sterling? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's pressure on both these guys because everybody assumes Peter assumes Peter Jan's gonna beat the shit out of him. Oh yeah. So I like I don't I really don't think there's a whole lot of pressure on doing that. I suppose there's pressure on him just to retain the title and keep that paycheck. You know what I mean? As champion, but um, I mean, yeah, yeah, outside I of that, know. I mean, they all got they got different kind of pressure on each other. You know that that's yeah, fair enough there. Um, yeah, I am gonna take Peter Jan to. You know, become undisputed champion once again. I will go ahead and ask this though. Bandamite's in a weird, weird spot. After this, after this fight, who do you think fights for the title next? Dude, Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz, title eliminator. Mm. They probably should have already booked that though, because he's got. They should have right? this weekend. You know, like. I mean, they'll find someone. I mean, they'll they'll throw someone out there. I mean, oh no, what do you mean? Uh, fucking uh, TJ. Oh, yeah, true. true. Forgot about, forgot forgot about that. Is he healed up yet? Uh, soon. That was like last year when he had the surgery, right? I believe so. Uh, so, yeah, so by the end of the year, he should be healthy. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, uh, uh, these guys are not going to fight in the next five months. These guys are going to fight in, like, like deal, you know, like uh, November, December. October at the earliest, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um... Yeah, so we'll, I, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, TJ will fight the winner of this, and then... After TJ, I mean... Dom, all the winner. I'm assuming, yeah, if they do that... I mean, Cheeto, who's Cheeto fighting? Is he fighting a... Uh, he's going to be fighting Rob Font on the 30th of this month. I mean, that would push him to five. Um, unless... I mean, all those three... And all those have been winning. I don't know. I mean, and all already beat him, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... There you I go. Don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah Song, Song, Song just fought. So yeah, the only guy in the top who needs, and I'm pretty sure Marab is Marab scheduled. I don't think he's scheduled. Uh, let me take a quick look. Could be wrong. He's not scheduled. So yeah, he's another guy who's not scheduled. So Dom Marab are not scheduled. Aldo should be available sometime this year. We'll see what they decide to do with that. I mean, they could do Marab Aldo if they really wanted to, but it's not what I want. <laughs> yeah, same. I think I think. The one that makes by far the most sense is Dom Aldo, and then TJ fights the winner of that fight this weekend. But that's just forecasting for the future. Obviously, the UFC it is strange they how they do stuff sometimes. They do what they want. Yeah, they do. True. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but I think it's time to move on. The real main event, the people's main event. Now, Hamza Chemaev. I mean. I'll just be frank. Since I've been watching MMA, which, I mean, I started watching, I didn't really watch it, like, actively that back then, but I've been watching generally since around 2012. I started watching full-time in, like, 2014, right? I have not seen, there. there's two rises that have given me, like, holy shit, this guy's a future star, he's a, you know, like, you can just, there's something special there. You can just feel it when you're watching him fight, you're just when you're watching vibing. the interview. Or you're watching, you're seeing stuff on social media. You can just see it. Conor McGregor is one. How much vibe is two? Like he is. There's there's something unexplainable about it. Obviously, some people kind of draw the comparison to Habib, but not really. I mean, Habib didn't really talk a whole lot of shit until the end there. And most a lot of Habib's shit talking is kind of in good fun and outside of Conor, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they both have grappling, so that could be it. But like, there's something special about this kid, and I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that. He has, let me double check, four fights in the UFC. Four fights. Uh, he's won all of them via finish, and he's gotten hit once. Four fights, 
getting hit once. That's impossible. That's that's an impossible statistic. That one will never be broken. Um, I don't remember the exact ratio. I guess I brought it up earlier. I think it's like 212 to 1 or something, like his striking ratio. Like, he's brought, like, yes, we've seen guys like John Jones, Conor Greer, come in, Habib Nurmagomedov. They've come in, but they've been tested. They've lost rounds in the early part. I mean, maybe Conor didn't, but you know what I'm saying. Like, they would have moments. They would have exchanges where they got tested. They would, you know, if they're a grappler in Habib's case, they couldn't get a takedown. Hamza Shamayev has done every single thing flawlessly. He has not done a single thing wrong through four fights in the UFC, and that's fucking impossible. That's impossible. Like, we've never seen that happen before. The, he He's flawless from every single possible statistic that we have for value. And, like, there, I understand some people point to, oh, you know, the competition, the competition. Dude, We nobody starts off fighting killers. Unless they're, like, established champion coming in, nobody starts off fighting top five guys. But he's faced better competition each time. John Phillips was essentially, you know, I don't want to say a scrub, but um, a lower tier UFC guy. You know, came in was not that great. He fought Reyes McKee, who was a who is a a Cage Warriors title challenger. I don't remember he he was Cage Warriors champion, but you know what? Another step up, and he dominated him as well. He fought Gerald Mushart, not ranked in the top fifteen, but he has been in the past, um, a veteran of the game. And just an all-around great guy. Dominated him. Knocked out. Round one. And then he fights the leech, Lee Jang Lang, who was coming off a huge win with Santiago Ponzinibbio. Essentially been top 15, top 10 his entire time in the UFC. Dominates him. Chokes him out. Puts him to sleep in round one. He's gotten better with each step up of competition. Angel, do you think he takes a step up of competition? Do you think... I'm just going skip, to skip straight to it, dude. Do you think he gets it in this weekend? How do you foresee this fight going? Oh my god, I've tried to imagine it multiple times. Josh, I kid you not, I've gone, I've gone to sleep in the morning, in my case. <laughs> and, and I think about the fight, I try to envision it, I'm like, how does it start? I kid you not, Josh, I've literally closed my eyes and I've thought this. I'm like, okay, coming out, I, I imagine, I, I kid you not, Josh, I imagine everything from the shorts they're wearing, to how Hazmat looks, his, his demeanor, to Gilbert's demeanor, the corners, I, I, I kid you not, I imagine Darren Till there. I imagine the arena, how loud it's getting. Like, I've, I've tried to envision it, Josh, and I can't put it together. All I see is the glove touch, and then I go blank. I kid you not. But, you know, obviously, uh, we were here, man, and I, I gotta get, I gotta create some, not create some sort but, but formulate a thought, right? Yeah. And, man, dude, Gilbert Burns was, was my guy, dude. I, I had him picked to, to beat, uh, Kamaru. Uh, that fight happened, did not go the way I thought it would at all. Uh, <laughs> It was it was really disappointing to me. I thought he was gonna be champ. I mean, I still pick him as a guy who could still be champ, regardless of of what happens this weekend. And yeah, I mean, is he has incredible power, insane jujitsu, uh, and then as a personality, he's he's a fucking awesome dude. dude. I, I love his personality. A lot. He's a fucking stud of a guy and a uh, family guy. You know, I always appreciate that. You know, on the embedded when they show their family and and you, and you see you get to see the 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 people. You know, the human side. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then Hosman, man, he's been one of those other guys who we've seen him more. I, I love the the buddy cop, uh, Darren Till. They never expected those two guys ever to be the homies, <laughs> by the way. But I love it, dude. It's 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 a fucking duo, dude. <laughs> I love seeing that that footage. And I hope he's there, man. I hope he's there in the corner. I hope he's. Oh, there I'm, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he will be. He better be, dude. I'll be disappointed if he's not. They've literally been everywhere together. It's fucking amazing. It is, yeah. 
uh, kind of friendship I want. No, I was kidding, Josh. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Josh. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn. But I don't know where the fight's going to go, Josh. That's that's my biggest issue. And I think leading into this fight, going into this weekend, a lot of questions will be answered. You know, what happens when it goes past the, you know, when it goes later into the second round? If it goes into the second round, what happens going into the third fight? How is he against the guy who is this high of level? And it's not to disrespect the leech or any other guy he's fought before, but this is a guy who is fought for the title. Was that number one, number two guy in this division as far as uh, – you know, rankings for a while, and it still is, and 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 a guy with an incredible pedigree. You know, I, I look, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to give an exact prediction on how I think it's going to happen. Look, I think there's potential for a a, a, a knockout uh, submission. I think it's going to be too hard uh, just because of Gilbert's abilities on the ground. Uh, I imagine Hazmat's going to be smart and keep it on the feet. Uh, I'm going to pick the Hazmat win here, Josh. And I, I'm a, if, 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 it, if it's going to be a finish, I don't think it'll be a submission. I think it'll be a knockout. Well, that's a lot to take in, man. That's a lot to take in. Um, I, You know, it's kind of funny. I didn't want to make fun of you because I've also thought about how this fight's going to go. Like, sometimes I'll, like, sit at night. I'm like, how is this fight? Like, I'll, a lot of it's, like, the day before a podcast or something. I'll, like, sit and, like, try to, like, foresee how a fight's going to go. You know what I mean? Before I make a prediction. Um, this fight, I have no idea how it's going to go in terms of stand-up, only want to indulge in the grappling, you know, so on and so forth. I really don't know what I am confident about. And I, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm chasing it. I present you with this. You yeah. know? I'll leave you with this. Where does Gilbert Burns win this fight? You know what I mean? Um, I wish sometimes we had, like, cameras on, you know what I mean? Because, like, I'm talking with my hands right now like I'm chill. I, pres- I, like, I, I, I leave you with this, you know? Where does Gilbert Burns win this fight? As much as Gilbert Burns is an ace on the, on the mat, dude, I don't know if it was age or if it was just a bad night at the office, because sometimes, you know, fighters are always, some guys like Logan obviously I talked about earlier, they can power through, sometimes they don't get up and feel like fighting. Gilbert Burns had a really weird fight against Wonderboy Thompson last time. It could just be the weird stylistic matchup, but he had trouble taking him down. He couldn't do much on the mat. If he can't really submit Wonderboy, I don't think he'd be able to submit Hamza Chemaev. Like, that's a big factor for me personally. Granted, also, I feel though. Like, huh? Granted, though, at the same time, Wonderboy has improved a lot on that area. Wonder, and I don't believe Wonderboy has ever been submitted. He is an underrated rapper. I will, I will, I, I'm double checking, but I don't believe Wonderboy. De- defense, defensively, defensively. Yeah, he's never been submitted. Defensively, he's great on the map. But at the same point, it's like, I don't think he's better than Hamzat is. You know what I mean? I don't think Hamzat's going to be afraid to indulge him on the mat. You, you believe in his, uh, in his jiu-jitsu blue belt? Is Hamzat, is Hamzat a blue belt? I kid you not, Hamzat's a blue belt. I mean, Habib's like a fucking blue belt too, right? <laughs> hey, man. Jiu-jitsu doesn't exist. I remember for the longest time, Ben Askren would say, I'm a black belt. And, and then they'd be, somebody would point out, like, no, you're not. They'd be like, well, then try and submit me. <laughs> just, <laughs> I love and, that. And I nobody that could do it until Damian Maya in his last fight, you know? Like, John Jones, a purple belt, you know? Like, there's yeah. these guys where, like, I, I don't really take a whole lot of stock in that sort of thing. Would it, would it be funnier if Hanzo was a white belt? It'd be a lot funnier, yeah. Oh man, I wish he was. There are guys like that where they're like they're not a high belt ranking and they're just fucking beasts on the mat. A lot of them are wrestlers, like Hamzad is, but yeah. sometimes they're just rare dudes. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't think Hamzad would be out of his element on the ground with him. I think on the feet, Gilbert Burns has a lot of power. 
and I think that's something that ever since he moved up to 170, his power doesn't really get talked about enough. He's still the only guy to ever drop Kamar Usman. He's the only man to ever hurt Kamar Usman. Like, and, he, and Kamal's face is a fucking hitter, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Gilbert has a very, I mean, like, we talked about it before in this podcast. He got very, very close to finishing him when he fought him. But um, that's obviously in the past, man. I, Hamzat Chin has not been tested. I think he'll be tested in this one. I think he will. I think he will be tested in this fight. I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Hamzat Shmaev is going to win this one. In what way? I'm not entirely sure. You know, I'm not going to give a, a super specific prediction on this one. Normally I do. I'll say via decision or whatever, but or via knockout or whatever. I don't know how he's going to win this one. I'm taking Hamzat, though. I, I think this kid, if you if you yeah. listen to everything that comes out about this kid, there's not never been a single person who's been like, oh, yeah, I beat him in the gym. Like, like they're like... That happens. Like, dudes talk shit all the time. They don't talk shit about Hamza Jemayev. They don't. And he's he's looked better every single time he's taken a step up. He's 10-0 with all finishes. He's only 27 years old. I think Boers is going to win this one, and I think he's going to fight for the title next. Now, Kamara will have to get through Leon Edwards. Those two are going to fight in July. And, I, and actually, this comes from Media Day Live as we're speaking. Somebody asked him, Hamzat, will he, you know, do you think you're going to skip the line and essentially, you know, fight Kamal next? He's like, no, I want to see Leon fight for the title. Leon deserves it. So, um, good guy, good guy. Huh? Base, base, Chemayev as a Leon Edwards fan. <laughs> what a hum, what a humble guy, man. Yeah, I mean, as as a as a, hum, as a fan of both those dudes, absolutely based uh, Hamzat Chemayev for wanting for you know essentially saying, yeah, I want to see him fight for the title. You know, um, but yeah, I mean. If Kamaru can get through Leon Edwards, which nothing is guaranteed, he's already faced him once before, and that fight was, you know, that fight was so long ago, I really don't take much stock into it. Um, but Leon Edwards is very, very good on a tremendous win streak, so on and so forth. Nothing's guaranteed. I think that fight's a lot closer to what people will think. But, dude, if he gets through him, god damn. I mean, like... <laughs> Talk about shaking the world, man. Oh, right? my God, what a fight. Shemayev Usman, dude. I'll, I'll throw you this question because uh, this is just something I thought about. Um, so the timeline's really... They could sit Shemayev on the shelf if he wins this one and have for the fight for the belt, but he's talked about wanting to remain active. Um, let's say, hypothetically, he wins this one. He said he wants to be active. Do you give him another fight? Or do you, do you risk his title shot if you're the UFC? Uh, he one of the Shemayev fight out there. He would have to fight down. That'd be the issue because he wouldn't be able to fight Colby. I yeah, know. I don't think Colby would want to fight him either. Yeah, so he'd have to fight down. So maybe Wonder Boy, which would be weird because he fought Gilbert and Gilbert beat Wonder Boy. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was. I mean, Sean Brady, if they wanted to just say fuck it, someone's O has to go type of deal, main event, paper, you know, fight night or pay per view, whatever they decide to do, right? Yeah, or on a pay per view, that'd be a banger and. And for Sean, if he decided to take that, I mean, that'd be that'd be big, dude, right? I mean, like, take someone's O, get a, a shot at the title. I mean, that's that's a pretty good good scenario, but very, you know, risky. But at the same time, it's like he's at that point where he has to start taking risks, too. So. That's true. And I don't want to see that fight happen right now, personally. Yeah, I like to see that one happen down the line. But, yeah, man, um, if you see I, – I, I honestly think if you see really – I think they should gamble a little bit, man. I really think they should, because obviously if he beats Gilbert in dramatic fashion, then it doesn't really matter. But, like, man, you're telling me, Hamza wants to remain active. April to July is not a big, you know, that's a decent time. 
like time off to jump right back in, especially considering he was not he missed an entire year due to COVID. You tell me that like you would not like if I'm the UFC, I'm having Leon fight Usman for the rematch, top of international fight week. I'm putting Hamza versus anybody in the co-main. Put those guys on the same card. You have them at the same press conference. You set that fight for the future. You should build that shit all on the same card. Do you, do you think they could do that by Abu Dhabi? Yes, I think so. Just a thought to put out there. Yeah. I mean, but here, here the only real issue with this one is, like, like I said, if you look at the rankings, he's not going to fight up because the only person he can fight is Colby, and Colby's too busy trying to fight anybody that's not a welterweight contender. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry. Um, No, but, I mean, if you look at it, it's like, I don't think the Luke Muhammad winner would probably want to do that, because I think they know that they'd probably be next in line, and, you know, that'd be a tough fight to take. Um, It would would match up pretty well, but I don't know if the UC would want to do that. They could match up. I think probably Wonder Boy would make sense. You know, Sean Brady would make six. Uh, Neil Magny, though, probably the the one to make. Wonder Boy's coming off, like, two losses, though, Two losses, yeah. That's the only issue. Yeah, I think Neil Magny, though. You put Neil Magny versus Hamza Chimaev, considering both those guys said they'd take that fight. Um, makes a lot of sense. Magny versus Chimaev in the co-main, and then you give him five rounds, fuck it, and then you put in the main event of International Fight Week, Kamaru Edwards, too. So That's only if Leon wins, though. Well, yeah, but... That's the only way this scenario works out like that. <laughs> no, no, I know, but that's that's a lot of ifs, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but move, just to kind of move on from this one... Moving one fight down, Mackenzie Dern, Tisha Torres. Um, you know, 115 is in a bit of a weird spot. Obviously, we're finally going to see Rose Namajunas fight Carlos Barza. They've you know thought about like, oh shit, we really can't give the shot to anybody else, so they're just decided to do it. Both these women um, are both on the way up. Obviously, Dern is coming off a loss, but prior to that, she was on a tremendous win streak. Tisha Torres, damn near out of the UFC at one point. She lost four in a row. She's rebounded with three straight wins, all against pretty good competition. Brianna Van Buren, Sam Hughes, and Angela Hill. Um, very much a an important fight for both of these, trying to remain in title contention. Who do you got on this one? You know, like you said, man, uh, I got to give credit to Tisha, uh, Tisha Torres. She she was able to string them together, man, because like you said, she was on a tough little uh, little skid there. Uh, looked like she was on her way out, but she strung three three wins together. It's not going to get any easier here. They're Mackenzie Darren, like you said. Uh, Impressive in own way. Tough last fight. I mean, dude, she was having a lot of success in the fight on the ground. Just She just couldn't get it back down there. Um, I think she'll struggle a lot here, too, again, with Tisha Torres, man. She's a very – I mean, she's one of the most conditioned fighters in the whole – I mean, whole roster, the UFC, men or women, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it, you, you see it physically, and you see it in the cage, too. I mean, she's in incredibly tough and in incredible shape always. Uh I'm just curious to see how Mackenzie comes back, see how much she worked on her takedown, see if she she's able to get the fight to the ground on here, and maybe some improvements in the stand-up, man, because, you know, you if you could throw one or two out there, throw them off, and then get the takedown, it makes your life a lot easier, man. So I think that's some big factors for me going into this fight. And then for Tisha Torres, I mean, it's kind of like, hey, can you keep it going, can you keep doing what you're already doing, and extend this little win streak because uh, you're back on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Mackenzie Dern here. Um, I think this fight's probably going to take place in the grappling department, even if it doesn't, I still think. Uh, Mackenzie's improving her striking. Like, she's not she's not all the way there, but I think she's getting better fight to fight. Obviously, she's working with Jason Perillo. It's only going to be a matter of time. She's still very young. She's yeah. still, like, she just turned 29. Um, 
and 115 is like a deceptively old division. Like if you look at how old a lot of the women's strawweights are, like it's a like a deceptively. I think I just said it, but yeah, it's like a deceptively old division. Well, it's crazy because like, Rose is champ. Yeah, I mean Rose, it's crazy. She's only 29. She's been around the UFC for like ever, but she's 29. Esparza's 34. Zhang is 32. Yang Xiaonan is 32. Like, if you look at the, I mean, a lot of them are a lot older than you expect. Uh, Antroff's 36. Excuse me. Uh, Nunez, Nina Nunez is 36. Uh, Torres is 32. Like, it, it's in Watterson's like 36. So it's an older division than what people think. So yeah, Mackenzie Dern's young for the division. Um, She's going to be fine. She's only Which, is, which is good for her, right? Yeah, she's only getting better, too. So I'm going to take her to win this one. I think sooner rather than later, we're going to see her in that title position. Now, uh, a bit of a weird place for a, a main card opener, not going to lie, because I think there's a lot of fights you could put over it. But it's still, a, honestly, a pretty damn good fight. Two actually older lightweights, uh, Vince Pichel, arguably best mustache in the UFC, not going to lie. Um, 39 have, years. Who else is up there, then? Uh, shit, dude. I don't even know, actually. I mean, I guess you would have had Eddie Wyland up there, but he's not, you know. Yeah, Eddie Wyland would have been up there. Um, oh my god, I can't remember his name. The flyweight, um, Uncle Creepy. He fought DJ. I Ian I, McCall. He was up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's been out too. So yeah, I'd say right now he's number one. No, I can't even lie. He, there's nobody else that really comes close unless I'm forgetting somebody. So yeah, best mustache in the UFC. Vince Vince Purcell, uh, 39 years old, but on a pretty nice win streak. Uh, I think he's won something like fucking eight, seven of his last eight fights, something along those lines. Um, one loss in there is Gregor Gillespie. He's, his current win streak includes Austin Hubbard, Jim Miller, Roosevelt Roberts, taking on the Olympian Mark Madsen, 37 years old. Obviously, he uh, silver medalist in the 2016 Olympics. He's kind of he's kind of made the transition. And, you know, he's, uh, he's taken on Vince Michelle now. He didn't beat Clay Guid in his last time out. So, undefeated, still 11 0. That was a split decision. It feels like he's never really lived up as, it kind of what the hype was when he came in. Uh, but maybe this will be the fight, you know, where he kind of sh- goes all out. What do you think about this fight, my man? Man, like, like I told you, man, for me, I thought that would be the Clay Guida fight, man. He left, I thought he was going to come out here, make a stand against Clay Guida, and then his next opponent was going to be ranked. And then after that fight, I'm like, Clearly, we're not at that point yet. Yeah, I felt I felt like uh, for the hype he had and, and kind of the expectation he had, Clay Guida was going to be that guy's and take him to the next level. And it ended up not being it. I mean, he ended up beating him. It was close. Uh, I don't think it was controversial or anything. There might have been some sort of stuff at the time, but I'm pretty sure he won it. Uh, here, though, I mean, like you said, his age I think is a big factor. Uh, 37, man. I mean, I don't know how close he's turning 38, but, uh, you know, obviously he's not getting any younger and his opponents are not getting any older with him either. Uh, he's, he's just having the luck of the draw here with getting one who's not far apart from his age. Mm-hmm. And he's actually happens to be older than him and be a pretty good contender in this division. Uh, I want to see him come out here and make a statement, man. I want to see him out here and get a finish. Get something out here and, and and make a statement, and I want to see him fight again this year, man. Because I'm getting what one fight out of him each year. Yeah, he's been in the UFC. Essentially, get another fight in there, man. Get another fight in here. You you don't have the kind of time to be fighting once a year, you know. And I know he's older. I'm sure the weight cut's not easy, especially for the style of fight he fights, uh, and how hard it is to stay conditioned. But uh, get him out of there, man. You know, 
Get him out yeah. of there. And, uh, and that's, and that's the best way you can win fights too, man, finishing your opponent. Cause then you don't got to leave it in the hands of the judge. True. Yeah. And yeah. And I look, dude, that, that last fight with Clay Guida. Clay Guida is still a gamer. I don't think you're going to get too many people who disagree with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No disrespect. Obviously. Yeah, no disrespect. But he is 40. Like, he's a man. He's 40. Uh, and he's had some up and downs. Um, he should have, I thought he should have won that fight a lot, a lot easier, you know, than he actually did. Um, I do think he's going this one. I am going to take him to beat Vince Pichel. Vince Pichel is no punk. Um, very good on a great run. But, you know, it's kind of a fight for somebody to break into the top 15 or get close to it. I'm going to take uh, Mark Madsen. I think that he's going to make – I think he's going to win this one. I really hope that he, you know, showcase – I hope this is a fight where he can showcase. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had a lot of hope for him when he came in. It has not worked out as well as I hoped. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to take Mark O. Madsen to get the win here. You know, as far as the undercard goes, I, I, I there's a lot of fights that I personally like here. Uh, but what's – the ones that you're looking to highlight. I mean, we got to highlight uh, one special Irishman on this card, Josh. It's not Conor McGregor. It's actually Ian Gary. Uh, at the end of the prelims leading into the main card against Darion Weeks, hard fight. Uh, Darion Weeks, uh, I feel like a lot of people would probably look Darion. If you don't know the name, uh, and I think you, you just saw the, the one Ian Gary fight, you see the record, you, you hear about the hype. I think you'd, you'd be surprised. Aaron Weeks is actually a very tough guy and a very talented individual, very young, has a lot of potential to grow, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Ian Gary, like, obviously he came in with a lot of hype, and he's very, very young, so I'm trying not to take a whole lot of stock after his last fight. You know what I mean? Um, obviously he didn't get a knockout, which sounds dope on paper. I feel like he, I mean, if you look at betting lines, he's a huge favorite in this one, um, roughly 4-1. to one. Over Darion Weeks, he's 8-0, he's 24 years young. This is a nice showcase fight. This is a good prospect fight. Darion Weeks is only 5-1, and one, and he had a tough fight with Brian Barberena last time. He came in on super, super, super short notice, but he gave him a hell of a fight, man. Um, I would not be surprised to see Darion Weeks honestly pull the upset here. But, yeah, Ian Gary is definitely the name that everybody's looking for. Um, but, yeah, man. That's another. That's kind of like the lead-in fight to the pay-per-view. One down, Yarzino Rosenstrike marching Tabora. Two ranked heavyweights. Should be a lot of fun there. Both these guys need a win. Um, Aspen Latting on Raquel Pennington. I believe Raquel's coming in on short notice. Yes, that is a fact. Yeah. So, that, that's... Mm-hmm. And, which is interesting. Considering she's actually riding a really good win streak. Does she? Is she on a... What is that, two? Three. Three, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, four of her last five, too. She beat Irina Adana. She lost to Holly Holm. Then beat Renault, Piani Kinzad, and then uh, Macy Chase on. Submitted her. So, oh, yeah. yeah, she's on a on a, um, a solid win streak. So I'm just a little bit surprised that she's taken this one on super short notice. Um, but you know what? We'll see, we'll see what happens there. Austin, obviously, Aspen Ladd needs to win bad, man. Um, I mean, she, she, she was, was, she's was lost two. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. I said she was originally scheduled against Irene Aldana, which I don't know if this is really a better matchup. Actually, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought Irene was a tough out for her when she was originally scheduled against her. No, I agree. I agree. For sure. So, uh, but yeah, man, um, Aspen that needs to win bad, like deceptively bad, because like she's won, she's lost two of her last three, which does not, like, oh, you're like, oh, that's, that's not too bad, right? But you gotta remember, dude, 
all those fights, she missed all of 2020, nearly missed all of 2021. She had that terrible weight miss. She fought up at 145, lost in a terrible fight against Norma Dumont. Uh, she's probably not in a great position in the eyes of UFC. She needs this one bad man. Um, she's only 27 years old, and she's still ranked number four. But dude, she's got to she's got to win this one. But we'll see what happens there. Mickey Gall's back, man. Um, I mean, I mean, what do you even say about this kid at this point? He's taking on Mike Malott, who correct me if I'm wrong, fought in the Contender Series, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this kid is seven one and one. Coming off a contender series win, he's a CFC, CFFC veteran, excuse me. Interesting fight here. Um, I think we kind of, I, I'm kind of past the point of calling Mickey Gall a prospect. He's 30, he's 30 years old. He's not going to live up to the hype that I wanted him to. Let's just hope he can keep on getting some wins. He, I'm not going to lie, his UC career kind of got low-key derailed by fighting Punk as early as he did, but, um, you know, all the fights are taking place in UC, which is very, very tough, but we'll see what happens there. Alexi Olenek fighting Jared Vandera. On the UFC Fight Pass prelims, I'm not really going to, I mean, dude, he needs this one. Uh, he, Vanderall has lost three of four fights. His one win was for Justin Toppa. Olenek is one win away from 60. Uh, he's so close. Do you think he gets it done? Now, this is not an f- official prediction, but do you think he gets it done? I think he can. I'll put it later. I think he possibly can. He should. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. That's kind of where I am. Um, yeah, man. As far as the rest of the card goes, Fluffy Hernandez is acting on Josh Frum. Um, Fluffy has become, like, a fan favorite, honestly. I mean, after you know, after that submission, you know. But, yeah. How can you know, not Or Rodolfo Vieira. That was at the start of last year. Damn, we haven't seen him since then. Be, yeah. Oh, a year and two months. Damn, did that – did he have, like, an injury? Uh, I have no idea. I, I'm kind of wondering why he was gone that long, too, especially after such, like, a dope win, you know? Yeah. A big win. <laughs> uh, win that made a lot of people potentially some money. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so shout out Fluffy being back, man. Um, I mean, okay, yeah, I, I'm looking yeah. at it now. Uh, he was scheduled multiple times last year, and uh, four months later, he was scheduled to Soriano. He, he had a fight against him, hand injury, and then he withdrew from his uh, a, a fight in December, and then he was offered a, a fight, and then uh, his actually opponent changed. He had a different opponent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's had a rough time. Um, digging on, I believe UFC newcomer Josh Frumd. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but 9-2. and two, um, Oh, he fought on looking for a fight. That's where he's from. Okay, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, good fight there. Uh, my girl Kay Hansen's coming back. Obviously, she's fighting back down at 115. Taking on Pierre Rodriguez, who is an undefeated 7-0. and oh. Uh, interesting fight here. We'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, Rodriguez coming off the contender series. Kay Hansen has lost two, yeah, two in a row. I thought she beat Corey McKenna, but that Jasmine Jasmine fight, that was not, not her weight class. So we'll see what happens here. Um, I believe the last fight on her deal, she probably asked about that. Never mind. Yeah, four fights in, so that makes sense. Uh, and then opening up the card, Julio Arce against Daniel Santos. Julio Arce. Um, big fan of that kid, but he needs one after getting knocked down by Song Yunong. Interesting guy. He's kind of like on that, that weird place in UFC. Like, he's been in UFC for longer than you think. He's been in UFC for like five fucking years now. Um, and he has some solid wins. He's never been able to string it entirely together. Uh, and obviously, Daniel Santos, I believe, is a UFC newcomer. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah, man, that, that's the entire card. 
that's the entire card. Uh, as far as the show is, as far as there, is there anything else you want to discuss in the MMA world about this card or in general? Uh, nothing off the top of my head, unless you have something you want to bring up that I forgot or something. <laughs> I don't have anything. There's not a whole lot of news. We covered most of the news last week, my man. So. Oh, man, it'd be like that. It, yeah, it may not seem, but it do. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Obviously, uh, not a whole lot to really discuss in terms of like outside. There's no Bellator. There's no no one. Not that I really want to discuss it. There's no PFL. Uh, no Invicta. Nothing really going on outside of UC this week. There's nothing really last week as well. So a bit of a shorter episode. We did hope you guys enjoyed though. Um, I'm at Josh Shonoff on Twitter. He's at Angel Take Underscore One at Courtside Sound for all things related show at RogueEnergy.com. Use code Sound to check out again. Ten percent off. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.